Last time on Coriolis Monument. You're flying in toward the planet Yastapol in the Yastapol system. Your cargo is a very large metal box. And you get a beep, beep, beep as your communicator sends you a message saying that Marco is ready to meet whenever you are. And you see a pair of people. They both very obviously around their necks have symbols, sort of circle, flaming circle, that you recognize as the same symbol that was on the crate that you just stole. So just to make a situation a little bit more spicy, um, got two members of Pariah down the street. Keep an eye on them. Let us know if anything happens, and uh, we'll do the same. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll keep an eye on them. I'll convert like. I'll let you know if they cause any trouble. You glance back towards the door of the warm breeze and see two legionnaires coming straight in your direction. Everyone's after me. Uh, this whole thing has gone ticked up. I'm getting the hell out of the bar. Zhu and Jun heading off to find the fiddler and Jafar and Rebus heading back to the Mahdi to grab a crate and meet up later. Welcome to the Rollmageddon Podcast, Coriolis Monument Campaign, episode number two. Um, I am Jason. I am the Game Master. We are playing Free League's Coriolis System, which is basically Arabian Nights in Space, supposedly. Right now, it's not so much. It's more like cowboys in a big city filled with prostitutes and drugs. But uh, maybe we'll get there. Anyway, uh, why don't we introduce these four fabulous people who will be playing, and uh, they can talk about who they are going to be playing. Uh, I'm Sam, and I'm playing Rebus McClintock. I'm Ollie, and I'm playing Zulfikar. Hola, me llamo Stevie. I'm going to be playing Jun Collage here in this Coriolis campaign. And I am Jordy, and I'll be playing Jifotele, the data spider. All right, so uh, let's see. What happened last time we had... Look, I write all this down so I don't have to remember what happened last time. You got your pencil, Ollie? You got that? I did, they're, yeah, they're just not quite as sharp uh, I know. in my handwriting. I'm going to sharpen them. We can go. <laughs> I don't know. Do you have a sharpener? I do. Oh, okay, cool. I was going to say that's yeah, on my say, list of things that I need sharpener. to get is a sharpener for pencils. I wish we had like an old one from like a classroom on the wall it was like nice. <laughs> oh god those were terrible and you pull your pencil out and it sharpened like sideways <laughs> yeah. and so it was like oh, no i used to like sharpen pencils down intentionally just to get out of like, like sitting at my desk i'd be like <laughs> sometimes i'd be malicious and just put in the eraser and crinkle that up in there <laughs> so that like no one could sharpen the pencil you were <laughs> you were like you were the kid who i'd be like what the fuck who did this Son I mean, of a bitch. <laughs> I was kind of a shit, and that still is kind of inside of me. That little shit. <laughs> the little shit. All right, anyway. Um, Sometimes you just got to let a little shit out. I'm going to let you out. <laughs> you know, keep you interrupting like, like, me. We like so, let a little turtle out like this. <laughs> little turtle head poking. So last time, the crew of the Mahdi 
It landed at the spaceport in the city of Astrakhan on the planet of Yastapol in the Yastapol star system. Y'all had just finished stealing some cargo from some poor guy <laughs> in a broken down starship. Yeah, that cargo that was stolen, a large metal box, securely locked and likely containing something very expensive. The box also happened to be marked with the symbol of the Third Horizon's Zealot faction, the Order of the Pariah. You were planning on it, delivering it to your fixer, a man by the name of Marco. It's supposed to be nice and easy, get paid and get out. Uh, unfortunately, things got complicated. Zul, poor Zul, almost got nabbed by some legionnaires. <laughs> and uh, later on, went to scan Marco's brain with your super witchy powers and discovered that he had been sort of manipulating you the entire time. So you managed to escape from immediate danger, but now you have several things to deal with. You have a box and no buyer. The box in question probably has some sort of tracking beacon on it, uh, so you can't actually even open it to see what the hell's inside of it. And you are slowly running out of money by spending money that you don't really have because you thought you were getting paid. So that sucks. So uh, when last we left off, let's see here. Zul and Jun were off to see a specialist who goes by the name the Fiddler, who can crack open the box as well as crack open a tag that was found with the box without setting off any alarms. And then Rebus and Jafar went back to the ship so they could grab the box and move it to the Fiddler's place and get all this done. And that is the recap of the <coughs> things that had happened. Any questions? Um, yes, I did not remember. Did we ask Crazy Tom to get a truck hired for the box? Uh, you haven't arrived at the spaceport yet, so you haven't I, I know, to. but I thought we discussed... You know, I was trying to remember decide? if we discussed it before we got there, if we had the truck. Uh, you had discussed the possibility of it. Okay. You hadn't actually talked to him yet. Well, that's going to complicate things. So, it's going to take you all about an hour to get back to the spaceport on foot uh it's also going to take the other two uh, about an hour to get to where the fiddler lives a play a location that zul you know because you have traveled and dealt with the fiddler before when you were working under your previous captain josiah so he knows you from past experience so let's start there zul and jun you set out from the more populated areas of the bazaar and slowly work your way into a quieter, darker, less active kind of residential zone. There's still a few shops here and, you know, a couple of bars, but for the most part, it's just housing. A lot of buildings that look like they're probably abandoned, but still populated with, you know, those who can't actually afford to rent out a place with, you know, running water and heat. A reminder that it is incredibly cold here. So I think, uh, I can't remember what I said, but sh at night, it's probably about... You said 20 degrees... Fahrenheit? Fahrenheit. Yeah. So at day. night it's getting chilly, like even chillier. You see people kind of huddled around steam vents in the ground trying to stay warm. Sort of rough and worn out looking figures, all, all eyes kind of tracking you as you walk by. Streets here aren't as clean and vibrant as they were back near the bazaar and the other places of entertainment. You see trash and debris here and there. And about an hour later, you find yourself in front of what Zul, you know to be the Fiddler's home. 
It looks like it's some sort of old, like, five-story office building, except there's no ground floor entrance. All there is is one large garage door, as if the people who came there would have driven into the garage and got into the building through other means, and there was no reason for anybody who didn't have a car, basically, to get into the building. So there's no doors on the building at all, external, except for this one large garage door. And next to the garage door, a little keypad with some numbers, some sort of security lock. You know this is where the fiddler lives. The building has windows or no? Yes, there are windows. So it's like a rectangular building with like yep. a regular looking building. It just doesn't have any doors on the ground level. Nope. Okay. Um, there's a keypad. Uh, yeah. Oh man, I was really hoping there was like be like a knocking code that like Zul had to know. Um, do we? Is, is there like a number or is it like a call sort of keypad? Uh, you know, there's it's a. It's a security slash communication device, so it's like buzz. You know, you buzz it, and you're like, "Hey," or whatever. They answer it. And... Um, and, uh, uh, hello. Um, looking for the fiddler. This is Zul. A few moments pass, and then you hear a voice. Let's see if I can remember the voice. <coughs> Smoke too much. Yes. Hello. <laughs> kind of close, actually. Did we we didn't contact this guy ahead of time, right? Mm. He's not. Um, you could have. I mean, you could have given him a ring and let him know you're on your way. Yeah, Is was, that something you would have done? There was like a full hour, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think like we would have like called. a text saying you up. I think we would have. I think we would have. I think, I mean, someone that's doing something like this probably Maybe would've. some sort of code phrase that you post in a chat room that he would be monitoring. I I think I just like encrypted messaged him and was like, hey, man, um, I have some work. Is it cool if we swing by? So. Okay, yeah, you follow the standard procedures that they used to, which is I, you haven't had to talk to this guy in probably over a year, but, okay, you know, he stays in contact, um, so then, yeah, or like he stays to... available. So you send him a message, and when you arrive and give the buzz, you hear the voice come over. Hello, Zul, yeah, you're out. You brought something you need me to crack. A uh, couple things, actually. Um, do you mind if we come up? Yeah, yeah. You hear, and then the garage door starts to slowly roll open, and you can see it opening into a what used to be some sort of parking area, but it's been walled off. People built like he's built like artificial walls in there, corrugated steel and so forth. And you walk in, the garage door closes behind you, and you notice the one thing that it's almost as cold inside here as it is outside. This is just sort of a habit that the fiddler seems to have, where he just doesn't really turn his heater on. He just wears lots of clothes. Well, so it's efficient. It makes it a little uncomfortable. It's efficient because, you know, his electronics operate better at cooler temperatures. Oh, there you go. <laughs> He's mining Bitcoin. Gotta keep those 400,000 graphic processors running. So you step in, the garage door closes behind you. Uh, the lights are on in here, but they're kind of dim ish. And you see man step out, a man that is familiar to you, Zul, but new to you, Jun. Uh, he's an older man, uh, face filled with wrinkles, looks to be in, probably in his mid-60s. He has a long nose, dark eyes. He's wearing a dark brown kaftan, which is basically like a big robe, uh, with wool pants and shirt. So he's like very well bundled up. And he comes out from behind one of these like makeshift walls in the interior and looks over at you, Zul, 
Uh, you're not Josiah's, Josiah's crew, right? Um, well, what's left of them? Uh, this is... Oh, we've had on hard times. Um, un- unfortunately, they, they're no longer with us. Um, this is my new crewmate, uh, Jun. Um, Hi. Pleasure to meet you. Yeah, step in the back here. What have you brought to me? I don't see anything large, so it must be something small. Well, we have one large thing and one small thing. We brought the small thing, and we have a crew coming in. I see. Well, come on, step into the back. He disappears again behind one of the walls. You follow him? Yes. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Seeing how paranoid y'all are going to be. Uh, wait, it's a corrugated metal wall, or it's like a yeah, it's like a ma- it's like a a wall that's been sort of like welded together and to stand up and kind of break the large uh, parking area and just like separated spaces. Oh, okay, so it's just like a normal thing. It's not like leading us into like a like a little like cell or something. No, you hope not. <laughs> well, <I> mean... <laughs> you follow him behind, and you see now like uh, and, and the area is just like very large and and on. Uh, pushed up against one makeshift wall is like a bed and like an area that seems to be like a living space. And on another side is a array of like computers. Some of them newer, most of them older, all kind of hooked up and linked up together with lots of different bits of information flashing across the many different screens. And behind that, behind uh, further behind this open space, you can see the room you know, which is his blackout room. And it's this very, very dark uh, metal box. It's basically about a little over 10 feet on either side with the doors in the front that can close and seal and then some electronics worked into it. It's basically uh, block signals so that when he cracks things, people can't find them. So it's like a Faraday cage? I guess. Faraday, yeah, I'm not quite sure what that is. but <laughs> It's basically like a microwave. It's a it's a it's a it's a sealed enclosed space with that blocks doesn't uh, let any sort yeah. from outside coming in. Okay, it's the inside of a microwave actually. Really? Yeah, that's what holds in uh, waves. That's why. Yeah. Huh. I no idea. Mm-hmm. So, um, where's this large thing? Well, our, our friends are bringing it. Um, hey, well, it's getting quite late. Um, well. What about the other thing? Are they bringing that too? Why? I mean, why are you here without what you need? I pull out my the, the little the little tag, the little flash drive with the order prior thing, and I like slide it across the table. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all dramatic. Like he picks it up, examines the markings. Oh, dangerous stuff right here. I want these people to find out where you are. Yeah, so, um. The usual rate, thirty-five percent of any monetary anything that's there, and then uh, we'll two thousand bear up front, and we will negotiate based on what uh, your other object is. You know, fiddler, I seem to remember you giving us a bit of a better rate before. Is there uh, anything, any way we could maybe? maybe I don't remember any sort of better rates. Uh, can I can I try and either manipulate or use my cultural empathy to get him to lower his his, his price? Hey, uh, only, only if you speak more directly into the mic, because I keep losing you. Um, <laughs> but yes, you make a make a manipulation roll if you want. But however, you uh, let's see. The fiddler has a reputation for hating bartering, so you're going to be two dice down because it's a going to be considered a hard task. Okay. 
have so many dice. Do you? Are you manipulative? Yes, I am. So I'm down two dice. And this yes. is how we get a darkest point. <laughs> Trying to make money. Wally, well, did you want to re-roll? <laughs> no. Uh, that, that's fine. Okay. He raises an eyebrow at you as you try to attempt to barter him down and just shakes his head. Same price as always. You gotta try sometimes, Fiddler. Now that now that mm. I'm paying the bills. Well, you don't uh... need to try. It's wasted. Wasted time. Very well. Well, um, normally I would say thank you for this. Come back tomorrow. I'll have your results for you. But I guess if we're waiting for the other package, I might as well get on it. He gestures to a, a, an uneven metal table with the sort of assortment of mismatched chairs. Says, have a seat if you wish. Don't touch anything. And then he disappears into uh, the blackout box. The doors kind of slide open, close behind him, and then you see some lights come on on the outside. I like to go to the table, swing a chair backwards, and sit in it backwards. And <laughs> Pull a Riker any- maneuver. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and is there anything to play with on the table? I know you said it, don't touch anything, but I uh, there's like about a half dozen uh, like tin mugs with various liquids that look like he was drinking and then just forgot about the rest of it like maybe coffee or whiskey or i'd like to grab all the mugs okay and just start sniffing them okay you, you start playing guess the liquid zool you want in zool do you want in on this <laughs> um um nah I, i'm good um i've seen a lot of various liquids in my lifetime and um i'm okay on those ones all right. So you sit there and you wait. And you wait and you wait. And in the meanwhile, Rebus, Jafar, it's, uh, first of all, it is getting late. You guys are getting on close to midnight at this point. And you find yourself finally back after almost an hour of walking uh, back to the starport. I would like both of you to make observation rolls real quick. Would my third eye come into this? Third eye is ambushes. Uh, ambushes. Okay. No, no, that's not going to come into it. Spoiler. Well, <laughs> I'm the fucking lookout, bub. Oh, does that count? Nope. Floor dice don't count. <laughs> uh, damn it. He said observation. Oh, <laughs> I got a one. I got a one. Yes, observation. You got one. Okay, so you both notice. Not that it's really hard to notice. You just notice a little bit more. As you approach the starport, you notice that there are traders and pilots huddled in the cold. Traders and pilots that would normally either be out, you know, having fun or asleep in their ships waiting for a cargo or whatnot. And you see here and there pairs of people dressed in Legion uniforms sort of wandering in and out of their ships. Um, you also see that the um, the transportation line where people would normally move cargo out is the cargo is being stopped and inspected thoroughly by another pair of legion uh, <laughs> legionnaires. They see, appear to be stopping here and there, talking to the local dock workers. Uh, the dock workers appear to be a little bit agitated by the whole situation, 
And in all, in all your time, these sorts of things generally don't happen. Uh, the Legion, unless they suspect somebody's smuggling something like really dangerous or, you know, the stuff that they're generally not supposed to have important stuff. You don't see Legionnaires doing searches like this. They have agreements with the syndicate and other particular groups, whereas, you know, drugs and other illicit goods kind of go through different channels. So they don't need to come in and search for drugs because they already know the drugs are there. There's like who's paying mm-hmm. what bribe to whom to get them out of there. However, at this point, uh, they appear to be hunting for something. <laughs> Quick, grab a, grab, grab a cookie. I have a, qu- a question. That was then ripping open a crate, by the way. <laughs> we're, we're all in voice comm while we're on planet or no? Text? Like, how do we communicate? With your communicators. And that's voice? Voice, text. I mean, think, okay. of, think of it as a phone, a modern day phone. Okay. What, what are those capable of? Hello. Okay. Can you play a little games <laughs> play tetris i don't know mm, tetris you know mama's got bejeweled on hers <laughs> candy crush she's got she's on her 999 and level candy crush on her watch what's up with moms and playing candy crush hey like, it keeps me busy it keeps me occupied there ain't nothing wrong with crushing some candies once in a while uh so what do you two do uh well if i don't beat all look at all that commotion over there you suppose that's about that mystery box that we have in our cargo Jafar. <laughs> Jafar? <gasps> Paging? Jafar? I'm a listening. <laughs> <You're> Get <laughs> off me. <laughs> I am contemplating things. Because I feel like if it took a whole hour for me to get back to this damn <laughs> Why shell, are you doing my... <laughs> Because. Why are you doing mama's voice, sugar? <laughs> are you making fun of your mom? Because I feel like if it would have taken me a full hour to like get back to the ship that I would have calmed Tom to ask him if anything weird was going on. Okay, yeah. We Either can... that, A, or B, I would have probably activated the drone. Well, yeah, I could be flying a drone down the street or whatever. But Well, I mean, like, you to, can... like, scan the yeah, area. I mean, if you're... Because if you're... I can control that to, like, an extreme range. Yeah, but drones flying around when legions, are, they'd mm. probably just shoot it down for sport, so... True. Um... So yeah, we can say as you're going back, as you're walking back, you maybe contacted Crazy Tommy, and uh, you were asking to help, asking him to help get the crate off, right? Yeah, yeah, all covert like apparently. Since yeah, so he's his response is basically, oh, it might be possible, but uh, got a lot of a lot of people doing some searches around here, looking for something, something illicit, in the bad way. Hope, hope y'all aren't involved in that. Oh, you know us, Tom. Is there any way to get this box off here all kind of covert-like without raising any kind of suspicion from them? Uh, well, they got their eyes on everything and they're searching everything, so I'll think of something on my end. You think of something on your end and get a hold of me when she reached the, reached the docks. I'm already thinking about something I can rig up to maybe disguise this box a little bit, maybe get it through security, but I'll talk to you when I get there, Tom. Peace out. Yeah. Why is it peace out? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's a weird thing. Reeve us out. <laughs> peace out. <laughs> all right, so now you're back at the start point. Okay. Look at all that commotion. Yeah, you have been forewarned. And so you see these dark, these legion, legionnaires walking in pairs. Uh, one of them appears to be mo- doing talking, while the other one has uh, like a data pad, and they appear to be like scrolling through things as they look over the different cargo from the different ships. 
clearing people. And then, you know, the, the da- pilots and the traders appear to just be in full agitation mode. I mean, it's fucking freezing. There's not a lot of heat on the on the docks themselves because it's not really necessary. So they're freezing their balls off, trying to get their cargo off, or they were in the middle of sleeping and have gotten interrupted now. You, I had a quick question too. Was it Astrakhan royalty that you said that was in town? Oh, no, I think I said uh, royalty from Kual or something. I, don't, I honestly don't remember. Astrakhan's the name of the city you're in. Yeah. And I was curious, there's two planets in the system. Yes. This one's called what? Yastapol. We're at Yastapol, and then what's the next planet? Uh, I can look it up for you. <laughs> I don't remember. It's another ICS planet, uh, less populated than this one, mostly mining. Okay, like how far away, though? On the other side of the wreckage belt. Okay. So I That's, I think it's like okay. three or four days travel, maybe. I'm I guessing. just wanted, I was wondering that, like, before, just like how far away that was, where it was in the system, what that system actually looked like. Because yeah. like, we're going to be jetting around this place. I kind of want to have an idea of, like, where we're going to have to go. Are we on the interior or the exterior of the two habitable planets? The one closest to the star. Okay. So the one that's probably better. The warmer, yeah. Yeah. The one on the outer rings. And yeah, a, like I said, a, the other one is like okay. mostly mining colonies. And, and there's a, the wreckage belt is between the two planets? Yes. Okay. So I thought it was on the outside. That's what y'all doing. Um, I say we kind of like sneak around and go meet up with Tom and see if he found any idea to get this out of here all covert-like. If not, I might be able to rig up something to maybe make the box look like something else. I feel like the more kinda... casual we walk to our ship, the better. Yeah, just like uh, maybe let's pair off. Maybe let's uh, hold hands. So we look like a couple walking to their uh, walking to their <laughs> <laughs> to their freighter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, there, Kugo. I think I'll take just... Rebus's hand. All right, uh, <laughs> you make it without. I mean, you get a few a few eyes from the legionnaires just to, because you're people walking around, uh, but you make it back to the Mahdi. And you see Crazy Tommy still has his little portable uh, service rig there. It looks like he's gotten everything done on your ship. And uh, you do not see him, however. You do not see your uh, pilot, Walter Wagon, probably inside the ship, away from the cold. Because it doesn't look like the Legioners are at your area of the docks yet. They're kind of doing a circle around the docks. So they haven't made it to your platform. I would like to radio to the away team if I can. Go for it. Just let them know what's going on here, basically. The docks are a little full of legionnaires. They're searching, so it might be a little hard to get uh, the package they. Well, we're uh, we're waiting on that that tag to be decoded. Um, you guys, you guys think you'll make it over tonight, or should I tell the fiddler we'll bring it tomorrow? I mean, we'll do our best, but we're going to see if Tom can rig anything up to get us over there, but I don't want to be discovered with this box. I think it's best if we try to bring the box over as as quick as possible. Yeah, I agree. I want to see if I can rig something up, maybe make it look a little bit different, or see if Tom's got any ideas getting it out of here without arousing any suspicions. Uh, Sounds good. Let us know if you need anything. Will do. I'm going to look at the outside of the ship and see how good of a job Tom did, and then I guess go inside the ship and see if they're in there. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah, Tommy does usual bang up job. You do. Yeah, he was just doing general servicing, you know, replacing mm-hmm. here and there. So I like to check up on the old girl. Check changing the spark plugs, <laughs> <laughs> oil, 
you know, that kind of stuff. I think he even cleaned the windshield. <laughs> old bastard. And you head back into the ship. Um, Jafar, are you as well heading into the ship? Or do you have other plans? Mm, no, I'm going to head in there. All right, you head in, and sure enough, you find Walter Wagon and Crazy Tommy. And they're just sitting in the mess, playing cards, just waiting. Um, Walter kind of looks up at the both of you and looks a little bit stressed out. I don't know how uh, we plan on dealing with this, but we're going to need to deal with it. Well, if it isn't my two favorite men in the universe, how y'all doing? Tommy, how's the ship looking? Oh, it's, it's, it's good. Yeah, you luckily didn't get yourself in any firefights this time around, so not much to patch up. That's my darling. So is there any chance to get in this box out of here without uh, arousing those little fuckers outside? Well, they're doing thorough searches of everything. They appear to be just ticking off every freighter that uh, they're allowed to. I did hear a bit of a rumor, though, that uh, these... The Legion works for the Astapor family, keeping order here, but these particular arm of the Legion appears to be independent, so they're not following the usual set of rules when it comes to leaving people well enough alone. You know, going in ship by ship, searching every container they can find. Well, that isn't all we needed. This one simple job's turning into a peacock in a hen house. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of like a dumb saying and that was all I could think of really fast. You found one. Yeah. Well, Tommy, I need to get this box out of here. I need to go get it to our our little buddies on the other side of town. And I'm trying to wonder the best way to do that. Mama might be able to rig something up to maybe get it to look like something else. And I was thinking my buddy over there could maybe hack into Legionnaire's little laptops and maybe get us some clearance. Just kind of make us look like every other freaking thing going out of this uh, spaceport. Well, I mean, I can get it onto the rig, inside the rig, uh, but they see me doing it, then uh, they're going to want to search your box first, if you know what I mean. Right now, they're just doing their rounds. Everyone's always after my box. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I say the sooner we get this box out of here, the better. I mean... Sorry. <laughs> Let me see if I can uh, falsify some documents. Uh, Don't forget, we have a grab craft on our uh, on our ship. <laughs> Just load down the grab craft chase scene. <laughs> um, I mean, is there a way that I can falsify our like records for when we go through to like make it seem like we're part of the royal thing, so they might not search us? Uh, you can try to hack uh, wirelessly hack into their tabulas. The tabula being the in data pad thingy. That's what it's called. I use my security tablet and attempt to hack. All right, make a data gen roll. You can do it. Or not. Did you seriously get nothing on all those dice? <laughs> I was be looking wrong, for my wrong. damn different dice, and I just could not find them today. <laughs> so you have the cursed dice. Well, obviously, I'm going to re-roll on All right. You pray and, to your uh, icon and give me a darkness point. Can I help him with hacking at all? No. no. <laughs> oh. 
Und K. Anybody? I got one. One. All two. Right. No, two. Two. All right. After a little bit of effort, you managed to hack into their their tabulas. I think that was a good idea, right? I think that's the best idea we got. Should I make it seem like we're royalty? Like shit with the royal crap so they're going to be less inclined to search it? Or should yeah. I make it so it seems like we're carrying radioactive materials inside of that case, which is Whatever why it's you decide, inside of that? I'm going to try to rig up a little hologram to try to make it look like that. Well, I mean, wouldn't it be easier if like, the, the excuse of the case being that is because there's some sort of radioactive material in there? I mean, but doesn't it have the symbol on the outside of the box? Well, you'd well, you also rig it up to make it look like it's radioactive, or like have something to emit like yeah, particles that yeah. like make radioactive. I want to rig it up to make it look like up. whatever you want it to look like. This is just the backup, though, right? Because the plan is for them not to search, right? Yeah. Just, well, just I case. mean, how else are we going to get it out without them seeing it? Yeah, I say we get it out in plain sight. Well, so you managed to hack into their tableaus. Mm-hmm. What you see now is basically it's just a list of ships with all of the cargo that has been claimed that are supposed to be on the ships, so the manifests. Uh, and it just appear to be going down in order, basically a parking spot. And you scroll through it, and you, based on how fast they're going and the number of teams, which seems to be very rather small, uh, there only appears to be about a dozen legionnaires actually there. You're guessing best estimates that they won't even reach the Madhi for another hour and a half to two hours. So you do have time. Well, then let's fucking go. Yeah. So um, you also reckon that you might be able to, I mean, if you can hack into it further, might be able to actually get in and alter some of the information on their tabs. (laughs) Try it. Why not? All right. So what exactly are you trying to do? Give us, like, VIP status or, like, religious status or, like, make it look like hazardous materials or... I think hazardous materials would be the best. Or make a bunch of stuff on other people's manifests missing so that then they discover that there's stuff... You know what I mean? If they're looking for contraband, they'll find a shitload of contraband. Or you can make a a distraction. that box. Oh, yeah, but if everybody's ship has a bunch of shit that's unclaimed, then they'll slow down because they'll have to, like, paperwork it all. You can make a distraction. You can, like, flag some ship on the other side of the courtyard and have them all go to that one. And then we could sneak up. (laughs) It's up to you. Um, We'll make the roll and see if you're successful first. Well, figure out what you're doing first because it might be varying levels of difficulty. Okay, yeah. Like, if he's just trying to completely wipe their manifest so they have to get new ones, might be a little harder than, Mm. you know. Can I make it seem like there's a ship taking off further down the line beyond us, like, without any, like, authorization? Uh, Are we docked, like, we're on a planet, I'm assuming, are we, like, set down, like, on the ground, or are we, like, hooked into shit? uh, No, you're, basically, it's like, the the spaceport's basically like a warehouse-like structure, but it's open on the sides, so it's like, like, platforms. Mm-hmm. And with the more important people being on the top and the less important people like you being on the bottom. So it's just a big platform with a centralized area with lots and lots of cargo elevators. And you just kind of pull into your parking spot next to everybody else. But you can like leave whenever you want or do you need clearance? Well, there's a freeze on leaving right now. Mm. Like the legionaries are basically stopping people from leaving. Could I make it seem like there's a ship starting to take off then? Uh, You could. It's going to be fairly easy to visually confirm. Mm, well then fuck. 
I would say just give us make it look like we have hazardous materials. And yeah. I'll, I'm going to try to. That'll work. All right. So you're going to alter the manifest. Mm-hmm. All right. Make your data general. Give me some more darkness points, baby. <laughs> you can do it. Three sixes. Sign of the devil. That is a success. Okay. So you bust in, start messing around with their tabulas, and change at least their perceived version of the manifest um, to indicate that you are carrying some very toxic plants that are sealed uh, especially away inside of this high-security crate uh, that are necessary to be shipped to, I know, some scientific research facility on the planet. So basically a do not open or you'll cause a plague kind of a deal. So, which, uh, as the, well, they're probably not directly into the manifest. They probably just downloaded a copy of the manifest, so it's not going to, like, flag you permanently. So you Mm -hmm. make sure that, you know, all of a sudden you're not, Red lighted on the actual. No, like leaving it's on their tabulas. Yeah. I'm hacking their little system, not like. Okay, yeah. So I'm assuming they'd all be linked together to make sure that they had data. Yeah, so that proper. everyone knows who's, yep. who's okay. checked out what. All right, so you're now flagged as hazardous materials. Does. Uh, is the way that our thing looks, does it look like it would be what hazardous materials would be stored in, or is it like a dead giveaway if you look at it? I mean, it's a big. Rectangle. I mean, not rectangle. It's that's square, ain't it? Well, it's, it's a large, um, highly complexly like the like I said before, the locking system on it mm-hmm. is highly complex. The material that it's made out of is sort of like high grade titanium alloy. It looks like something you seal away very valuable materials in. Uh, I think I mentioned it last game. The box itself looks like it's worth at least 30,000 burr. Does it look like something that hazardous materials will be stored in? Or no? So Yeah, it looks like yeah. it's, you would put something in there that you wanted absolutely nobody okay. to get at it except for the only the people that had the code. So there's no reason it. to like disguise it then? Uh, well, you do still have a symbol on the outside oh, of the sure. Order okay. of the Pride. <laughs> okay, so I want to use my it's gearhead. It's mostly rubbed off. I want to use my gearhead skill and try to make like a hologram for it to make it look like something else. Can I do that? Couldn't you just like spray paint the outside okay, of it? Okay, well, I'll make up something that make it look like what a hazardous material crate would actually be then. Okay, so, so you're just try- sort of, like, you're trying to use bits and pieces yeah. around the house to make it look... Yeah. A little more hazardous. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that will help with the ruse. Hmm? Rig up a little device that can emit some sort of radiation. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, make uh, make your what is your you're using what your gearhead thing, mm-hmm. right? All right. Yeah. So make your roll. Let's see what you get. I uh, got one success. Okay. So you managed to put together uh, a couple of things. You know that they won't undergo close scrutiny like if they really want to dig into the box they might figure out what you're doing but it does give off sort of a um you hook up basically a warning beacon a thing that's supposed Mm -hmm. to be on boxes so when they're scanned at the cargo bays and stuff they know the people who are scanning them know like oh this has got a warning beacon on it we're supposed to you know we might want to be you know handle with care with this motherfucker kind of a deal um, I say we also put on our exosuits. I was about to actually suggest that as Should well. Should we put on so, exosuits? Yep. Oh my god! Normally you wouldn't. Put oh on, yeah, come on! It's <laughs> got to. That would have been fun. If you're ha- hauling it through the middle of the the space fort, um, 
and you're wearing exosuits and nobody else is. <laughs> it's going to look suspicious. Damn it. It might so be leaking, great. guys. Okay, it yeah. might stop you for other reasons. Damn it. Okay. You guys will have your lead plates um, blocking th- your reproductive organs, right? That would have been really funny. No? Oh, too bad. It just clears the entire time. <laughs> All right. Are there any like lab coats in the med bay? Um, probably leftover from the doctor who was in the with a member yeah. of the previous crew. I want some kind of disguise. We need some kind of disguise. I well, say I lab like coats. You should be. I should. I'll do the doctor, and you can be like. Oh, I will wear like a jumpsuit, like a janitor. Yeah, jumpsuit. you can be like, like a grab operator. Yeah, yeah, like grab operator. Yeah, there yep. we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With, yeah, with we Reba, got this. With Rebus. Yeah. Pull uh, off that roof. We're fucking doing this. the breast of it. We're fucking doing this. Can it be denim? Yeah. Fuck also, yeah. I had a question. Are the computers portable? Um, What do you mean? Because like, I have a com- like a computer in my gear, but I wonder if that's like something I bring along with me, if it's portable enough in the future, or is it like a stationary item that's like on the ship? Uh, I believe the computers are fairly... <sighs> coffee, coffee. Fairly large. Because in my mind, it's like I've got a backpack and the computer bad boy is in there. Because yeah. like if it's an ordinary computer, I feel like it should be mobile. Like a laptop. Different ones. Yeah, I mean, I would say it's mobile. And it's, it's also it's, voice It's definitely like, would be like a two-arm carry kind of a deal. Yeah, it's also voice activated too, though. So Yeah, all the computers have, yeah. have voice stuff in it now in the Coriolis world. Just there thinking are. of easier ways to just interface with that crap. There are holographs that I can... There are holographs, though. <laughs> yeah, I have a hologram. Sorry, I'm trying to find a photo of Reba in a onesie. <laughs> wow. Mama feels violated. All right, so are we good to, like... Can we sneak off now? Can we try? You like, can try. Now or never. I'll say we try. I'll say um, we're about as good as we're going to get. The is graph there... craft, how fast does that move? Uh, it's, I mean, basically the speed of a car. Okay. All right. Yeah. We're good. So, yeah, let's fucking roll. Let's do All this. All right, so you load the crate on the grab craft. Yep. Can we both use our X Drive it out. <laughs> yep. Amongst the legionnaires toward the little gate. You're driving. Yeah, of course. And uh, take a chance on your roots. Take a chance on me. Meanwhile. It's going to go so great. No, I mean. It... I feel like I'll have my Vulcan pistol in my lap. We're on route. Meanwhile, yeah. back with the other two. Well, you guys get to make your oh make I'm your infiltration so rolls. About this. Oh my god, I don't have any. <laughs> you can you do it in very various ways. I mean, you could use manipulation to try to fast talk. You could use command to try to be authoritative. You could use infiltration just to try to like kind of like seem like you're supposed to be there. I'll let you guys figure out how you want to do it. So back with Juna and Azul. You're sitting there and you're waiting for uh, the tag to get cracked. And you hear, of course, talking to your companions who appear to be having some potential problems with the Legion. When, uh, Zul, your communicator buzzes. It is a message from Marco. Oh, boy. Uh, Is it a recorded message? Uh, Yeah, it's like a text message, basically. It says... Says we should talk. We can still make this deal go well. The pariah were breathing down my neck. No hard feelings, right? They're going to get their box one way or the other. And by the other, I mean from the barrel of a Legion carbine. I didn't tell them who you were, your ship's name, where you're parked. You still have a chance to get out of this clean. You can meet up, arrange a modest payment. Pariah get their box. They stop hunting you, stop harassing me, and everyone gets to go home alive. 
Go I'm gonna, fuck yourself. I'm gonna turn. I'm gonna turn this. I'm gonna turn the screen to Jun and be like, "We should kill this guy." <laughs> I'm ready. Uh... <laughs> I start like quivering because like I'm like been like so trigger happy, like ready to pull a trigger. Uh. By now, I've like arranged the mugs uh, of various liquids in order of how much has been drinking drunken out of those mugs. <laughs> And by what liquid it is. And by what liquid. There's like a, it's an array. <laughs> <laughs> Alphabetical order. So I'll, I'll, I'll send a message back to Marco um, that says, um, um, your threat to reveal my ship is pointless. We've moved the box and hidden it. Um, and if you'd like to discuss terms for a new deal, um, I could be amenable, but the price has certainly gone up. Lean in more. Yeah, am I am I too high? Is that, that better? Be, that should be good. Sorry, I thought it was I thought it was too low. There we go. Yeah, you kind of you kind of want it pointed down your throat. Yeah, this bitch is giving us some trouble and trying to lowball us. Like, go fuck yourself. Yeah. But. All right. Uh, a few minutes later, another message back from Marco. This isn't going to end well for you. The Pariah are hunting something very important to them. You really don't want to be caught up in this. Just accept a few bucks for your troubles and walk away. Ask him what the fuck is in the box. <laughs> What's in the box? <laughs> that's actually head. what I've titled episode two is What's in the Box. That's funny because that's actually what I've titled episode three. <laughs> well, so, or possibly this one, depending on if you get to the box. Marco at this point. You're going to have to really sweeten the offer because whatever's in this box, uh, it seems that everybody wants it. All right, another couple of minutes. Message comes back. You're making a big mistake. You're not, gonna, you're not getting off of this planet alive. Tell about how his accent comes through in a text message. <laughs> well, you hear his voice <laughs> in your head. You know? <laughs> Tell him he's made a big mistake. I believe you've made the mistake, my friend. Um, if it's threats you would like, um, consider this ours. And then block his number like an X. Send him straight to voicemail. I'm gonna put him on. I'm gonna put him on that thing where it doesn't have read receipts. I'm turning read receipts off. <laughs> <laughs> Should change it to like an idle reply thing. <laughs> Going uh, out to kick someone's ass. Um. All right. So you send that message off. No more messages from uh, Marco. Oh, that's good. And in short order, your friend the fiddler comes out of his box with the tag in hand. He's kind of holding it up. Well, the good news is I just made a pretty penny. Says, I don't know if you want this back. You might want to smash it as a beacon in it. But uh, your portion is on here. There's twenty thousand, burr. So thirteen thousand. I've transferred it to an anonymous tag, and seven thousand for me. However, whether you want to smash this one or not, I have disabled the tracking beacon. You certainly don't want to get caught with it in your pocket. Uh, but there's a lot of voice recordings on it from apparently some um, previous. Owner, who's a member of the order, or ex-member of the order of the Pariah. 
He wrote something down here, and I couldn't find it. Uh, maybe I didn't. <laughs> oh, that, this is on page five, that's why. The former owner of this, apparently a defector from the Order of Pariah, um, was running off with some sort of valuable stolen goods. I imagine that's the other package that you have, uh, which was not here yet. Uh, in either case, um, there, there wasn't... I'd only listened to a few of the logs just to sort of get an idea of what I was dealing with, whether the information was valuable. It may be to some, particularly to the pariah if they're looking for this individual. But uh, he just... The only clues as to what might be in the box is, is that he kept referring to it as what's mine by right of battle. Whatever that means. Like a big sword. Or a gun. Or a gun sword. I'm very curious, I must say, to see what's in this, this box of yours. This other object. Sounds as it could be quite valuable. It could just be someone's trophy collection... In either case, this person seemed very, very intent to not be uh, in the Order of the Prior anymore. Uh, not exactly a club you quit. <laughs> so, that's probably why I've seen Prior wandering around the city lately. They're not usually out here. I mean, they have a couple of churches. They're mostly left alone this far out in the Third Horizon. So, uh, are, are the logs in this tag, too? No, they're on the other one. Okay. Uh, I just figured, I don't know if you wanted to listen to it or not. Like I said, the beacon has been disabled. Um, but, you know, just like, again, don't get caught with it. There's a big order of the prior symbol on the outside. Someone might take that the wrong way, as they probably should, since you did steal it. I don't know what you did with this other poor individual who was uh, carrying his cargo, but... Stick it out of my business. <laughs> what? Nature's pocket. You gonna keister it? <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll we'll take nature's the, pocket. We'll take the we'll take the the, the tag back. Okay. Um. Do, do you want to hold on to it, Jim? Or I have both tags in my hand already. Oh, good. Okay then. Yeah. Um, so. Um. So I, I suppose our our crew will be here. Um. We should probably negotiate our our rate for this. Um. How, how does? How, well, how... uh, two thousand per front to crack the box. And then uh, after that, we just decide. I mean, if it's filled with burr, I'll take my 35%. Filled with something different, we'll have to come to an arrangement. Very well. You know, right. your former captain has always been very honest with me, so I said no reason to discuss any sort of hard details until we know what we're dealing with and whether it's, you know, explosive or toxic. Or <laughs> Do you want that to be paid now? Did we pay him for the tag? Yeah, we collect yeah, all he our takes, money together. He takes thirty five percent if there's monetary value, and, and then the two thousand is up front. Two thousand is that up comes front out the, okay. for the box, and that so. and that two thousand was. Fee. So out of the out of that twenty thousand burr though, the two thousand was included in the thirty five percent. No, no, he, no. He, he took seven thousand as his thirty five percent, and if you want him to crack the box, you'll have to give him two thousand up front. <sighs> so just in case the box is empty and worthless, he still gets something out of it. Yeah, but with, with the first one, we we didn't have to pay him an additional two thousand. No, because no, oh, it, it was a two thousand deposit on the first mm -hmm. one. Okay, yeah, yeah. Basically, he just cracked it, knowing that there was probably money on it. Uh, so he would take his thirty five percent. That's sort of the gamble he takes when it's like a tag, because he's like, oh, there's probably cash on this if somebody wants me to crack it and be. Got it, you got know, it, got it. Be okay. stealthy about it, particularly something that has a beacon, usually has valuables, or 
potentially valuable information, in which case he just, you know, says, all right, I'll take some of this information. Maybe I can use that somewhere. So we'll, we'll I guess we're going to pay him um, for the, the chest up front then, I guess. All right. Uh, wait, who's who's keeping money in our group? Is uh, Stevie, are you money or Jordy or Sam? I think Stevie's keeping money. I had, yeah, I have some, but or who, who's the know. who's the who's who was who do we who was it's supposed to be Sam that called Ledgerman? I remember. <laughs> Did, we? Did you call Ledgerman? Doing, yeah, Stevie's doing it way better. Well, <laughs> well, well. I don't have any of your personal spendings at the moment. No, totally understood about that, but I just, mm-hmm. yeah. I just I'm wanna, keeping track of all the, yeah, the group money. That, that's what yeah. I wanted Shipley, to make sure, yeah. so that that we were that we were actually someone was tracking it. So, okay, as long as somebody's paying attention, you guys yeah. a, look. We have seven hundred thousand bucks when you add everybody's notes together. Yeah, I just don't want to double double spend. All right, you guys figure out the accounting. I trust, sort of trust you. Well, if it was on the blockchain, <laughs> yeah. Why, why, why don't we have a? Yes, you have. Jafar's eyes blaze. Seven hundred thousand Doge. Someone made a game on the blockchain and then fucked up some code and it wasn't it was wrong and it didn't work. Are you talking about the wolf game? The yes. wolf and sheep game? Yeah. Where part of the code was in the wolf and the sheep, and each person, each player, had a wolf or a sheep, but there was a bug in that specific each instance of the wolf and the sheep. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's so stupid. I don't understand what I'm talking about, but so while you're sitting around waiting, I told Marco basically to go fuck himself. You have a little bit of money. Let's go back to uh, Rebus and Jafar. Are you f- pulling up your hovercraft filled with the radioactive poison plant box, whatever. This is going to work. Dressed up, sort of. <laughs> the best plan. I am a scientist. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, you roll up on the pair of legionnaires who are making sure that anybody who rolled through has already been inspected. So they're checking their little tabula to see if the cargo in question leaving has already had uh, an inspection on it. So what is your plan? How are you planning getting through this? Um, I mean, are they going to want to not inspect something that's probably like dangerous though, right? True, possibly. Yeah. You're still going to want to talk to you, so you're going to try to do manipulation, command, Um, I mean, think out of the box for a minute. What kind of skill do you think would apply? So I do have a lot of science and technology. Can I just like blabber like a bunch of technological talk at them that they won't understand? Yeah, make a science roll and see if you can confuse the fuck out of them. Yeah, I was about to say if we can convince them that they'll become sterile as well if they get too near to what this is. <laughs> this is a prion bomb. It just has prions in it. You get mad really? cow. Listen, sugar, this has so many ratamines dressed up in its ketamines that it'll completely fry your sparklegens. <laughs> He's just going to be like, Whoa. I think you should get an additional die because I'm assisting you with this. I got one. All right. Are you, are you giving him... Giving Rebus an additional die? Oh, I mean, either I can roll or I can have Rebus have an do, do uh, well, additional Well, one person die. does the roll and the other person does the assist. So just one yeah, more, die. One yeah. more yeah. die. Nope. Okay, so come up and start basically blathering, and these legionnaires are, like, looking through, and then they see, like, the, your sort of red-flagged thing, and they begin sort of chatting amongst themselves. They seem a little bit confused, like, uh, excuse me, ma'am. Uh, I understand that you are transporting hazardous materials, but could you wait until we are done with our inspection, just put it back, and then 
wait a couple of hours until we're done with our inspection and then bring it through. This is kind of screwing up our system here. Do you know how these free radicals work? If these plants don't get where they're supposed to be in a certain amount of time... We need to get this to a further area outside of town. If we're near all these ships, it could go volatile and blow the whole place up. What what? are you looking for? (laughs) Listen, this has a time frame on it. Plants are explosive? What? (laughs) Listen, Sugar, you have no idea what these plants are capable of. The more time they sit here, the more volatile they become until the point where it's going to be bad for everyone. If it reacts with the high oxygen area, it does go volatile. It's from a planet where it was all nitrogen. We don't have time for this. This is a time (laughs) issue, and it is very serious. I'm going to roll for this poor bastard. Uh, he seems a little dubious. He's like, uh, maybe we should uh, contact the institute that you're working for and confirm this. Uh, you want to make a different, another roll? Or maybe do you have anything? Head him off at the pass. Do you have anything higher? Because I have like nothing. I mean, I can roll six dice for science. Well, you've already tried the scientific approach. Uh, if you want to, if you want to uh, continue to confuse him or trick him, you're going to need to figure out. He looks really confused. He all of a sudden, he's just, he didn't look confused before, but I'm observing that he's really looking confused. Well, I know that they're looking for a specific thing in the area, but could I use my observation to like, I guess that'd be more manipulation though. Could I use like my culture and like legionarium? Before you use anything, roll one more dice for that last roll. I forgot because you did the gearhead thing and your extra little spark. Okay. No, that would have done it, but no. (laughs) How many successes did you you need? Just one? How many dark points did we give it? You just needed to tie or exceed. Mm -hmm. I I rolled two sixes on four dice. (laughs) Use my observation to say that like, I saw some people moving some strange crates as we were trying to leave this. uh, That would be manipulation. Okay. Could I culture him and like... I don't know. <laughs> you can use whatever skill you want if you can justify a reason to use that skill. That's the game we're playing now. Um, oh, I love this. It's like culture and like empathy. I could like reason with him and be like, hey, you know, like I've had a boss myself. I know what it's like. I don't want you to get in trouble for contacting your superiors over something stupid. Like, you know, empathize with his stupid job and not wanting to call his boss and get yelled at. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Go for it. Count? Why yeah. not? All right. That's only four dice, though. I was going to say, didn't you rig up something that would emit radiation or no? Yeah, yeah. that gave the extra die. Mm. Uh, okay. Well, could I use metacurgy instead and just say, like, I noticed that there's radiation in the area or something and try to convince them that way? Um. Yeah, because you're what? You're dressed as a doctor? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who wants to roll what? I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, let, I'll let Jafar do it you first. Six. I have six. I'm going to roll. I'm going to try well, it. Okay. Uh, Jafar came up with the idea. Yeah, so. that's true. Yeah. Try it. Doctor him out of it. All right. I got a success. Okay. And why don't you go ahead, uh, Rebus, and make your culture roll as you assault them from both angles? We'll see how they react to this. Oh, no. A little bit of a dice-off going on here. I noticed that there is increased radiation in the area. Dropping your dice again? Yeah, that's when I got a six, too. Fuck. Nope. Zero. Nope. All right. Should I? It's only four dice, though. There's darkness. Just throw it out there. All right. I'll start spending these re-rolling mine. I know, right? 
Yep, I got two. You got two successes? Yep. All right, that's good, because I rolled, again, two successes. So between the two of you, like, they're just, they keep looking from one of you to the other, and as you're doing this and just talking and talking, the line behind you is getting longer and longer, and you hear people, like, swearing in many different languages from all across the third horizon. People are freezing. Uh, the legionnaires look like they're getting cold. The longer like, we all stand here, the less semen will be in all of our bows. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear y'all's testicles shrinking. <laughs> All right. Um, it'll feel like pulling back on a darkness point for that one, but I won't. Um, it's your spell. You managed <laughs> you manage to finally, but they're like, just go, go. You're like, yeah, uh, yeah, this thing's giving off uh, reading. All right, just, all right, move it. Just get out, get out. And they wave you through. Whew. Florida beach. That was a close one. I was rolling some really good. Whew. That was a little too close. We're on route. Get on the horn. <laughs> get on the horn. Get him on the horn. <laughs> Let me get the chief on the horn. And the, you uh, not remember that from a really bad Rock'em Sock'em? Is that from the Rock'em Sock'em movie? Yeah, it's like the robot them. one? Where he keeps being like, get him on the horn. Get him on the horn. Get him on the horn. Oh, is it the Pacific Rim? Whatever. Yeah, the Pacific Atlantic. Rim knockoff. Atlantic <laughs> Rim. Atlantic Coast. <laughs> Ooh. It's bad. It's so bad. <laughs> so Get him on the horn. In the in the group the the group chat, I put thirteen k smiley face emoji smiley face emoji. Oh, I also put the burr symbol. Okay, <laughs> just so we know. I text so back a fat baby symbol. <laughs> my well, minus the two thousand from that though. If we're gonna yeah. use that. So after a narrow, uh, <laughs> a narrow dodging of the Legion inspection crew. Rebus and Jafar find their so find themselves making their way to, down into the city of Ostracon and by following directions from Zul, uh, getting your way to the fiddler's place. <coughs> Garage opens up, you drive your car in, and you see now the fiddler comes out and like, Oh, that's a fancy box right there. You got an XO around here? I don't know why I'm doing your accent. <laughs> why? You have an XO around here. <laughs> there we go. I, I have things for moving things. He brings over like this, like a hover, like a little hovering platform. And uses another device to sort of lift it off and move it onto the hovering platform and then pushes it. You can see him, his frail body struggling as he pushes it into the sealed away chamber. Is like just to, gonna fit? I'd like to be in there. Can I help him? Can I help him push it in there? Sure. Yeah. I'll give you a hand there. Thanks. Uh, the body isn't what it used to be. Anytime. You get old, things start falling apart. Oh, tell me about it, sugar. Well, they don't fall off though. So he pushes it into the blackout room and uh, kind of switches, uh, turns a knob on the on the hover thing, and it lowers to the ground. And he goes, "All right." Let's finish this up. See you in a few. I wanted to be in there when he did it. What if it blows up? What if it's dangerous? For the right price, will he buy the box off of us? I'm fucking sure he will. Yeah. (laughs) That's a nice box. Let's see what's inside first, though. Mm -hmm. I like to to know all the bits and pieces of things. But uh, eh, it shouldn't take too long. We'll be waiting for you. 
He closes the doors behind him. Oh, he says, oh, you can make yourself out. Don't touch any of the computers. You got games on those computers. Yeah. <laughs> I'll start playing Candy Crush on my little uh, personal communicator device. <laughs> so I have one game on the computer. Is it Overwatch? Starcraft 2? <laughs> no, it's... Uh, or pinball. Orgon. Orgon Trail. Orgon Trail, yes. <laughs> it's trail. a Orgon Trail. Minesweeper. Still trying to beat the damn thing. <laughs> I go and sniff the cups. <laughs> <laughs> I showed Jafar the cups and how I arranged them. Right. We do have a very strange there, bonding moment. Is there over. any cups with liquor in them? <laughs> yeah, there's one that appears to have some sort of... I take a big swig of it. All right. It is room temperature and not quality. Oh, whatever. I'm brave. So about 30 minutes pass, and then the doors open up, and the fiddler begins pushing the box back out of the container of the blackout room rolls it to the center and you could already see he's got a very like kind of uh i don't want to say a serious expression on his face a very contemplative he's like thinking real hard and he switches the hover platform off again it lowers to the ground now you know it's this order of prior property just you might want to think about what you do with this Presses, presses in a uh, a code on the keypad on the side. So I re- reconfigured the code for me, and the, the crate opens up. The front of it just kind of slides straight up and almost touches the ceiling of this room. And inside, June, you instantly recognize it. The rest of you, I'm gonna have you make culture rolls to see maybe, or uh, no, um, you can do culture or you can do technology. Because I don't have culture. <laughs> you uncultured swines. I'm sorry that my family wasn't very open to outsiders and such. I got one. Okay, so you recognize it. I What's in the box? I know what that is. Holy fuck. I had to see if it was better or not. It was not. I got one. All right. Anything for... No, Zul, you're the only one who doesn't recognize it. Goose egg. Jesus, Zul. Yeah, six dice. So the box slides open, and inside you see a full set of armor. Some sort of battle armor. Uh, Very complex looking, and emblazoned across the front of it. The symbol of the Order of the Pariah. And Jun, you instantly recognize this. This is a what is known as animate armor. And... Uh, anime armor? Anime anim- armor? Anime armor? How's that spelled? A-N-I-M-E. No. Animate. A-N-I-M-A-T-E. I'm writing anime armor in my notes. Uh, Rebus and Jafar, you recognize it from Tales. Uh, you probably have never seen anybody wear this armor. This armor is reserved specifically for elite warriors of the order of the pariah and even just knowing what you know you can guess you're probably looking at a piece of equipment that runs about a million burr the problem is nobody really in their right mind would buy this um if you are caught wearing this armor by the order of the pariah and they know that you're not you will be killed 
over and over. And probably your family, anybody who's talked to you, anybody who may have touched the armor, this is like one of their most closely guarded bits of technology. But how hard is it to kill the person wearing said armor? Well, the thing about the animate armor is it grows stronger the more the the longer you fight the same target. So um, I've actually changed the rules on this because the original rules on it were it, it just ignores the first hit, which seems to make no sense because it's literally described as adjusting to the attack. So mm. it seems like that's working in reverse. I'm going to put the rules together. I feel like that's wrong. I feel like it should absorb the first hit and then you get resistance after that. Uh, kind of. But it, it hits the armor rating on it, I believe, is 10. Um, and the thing about the armor is it learns and bonds with its owner. You would have to do some tests to see if this armor had already been bonded to the other person, because once it's been bonded to someone, nobody else can ever use it again. And its tales are told of people, members of the Order of Pariah, who have this armor. They come addicted to it like a drug. Uh, they start to get paranoid when they're not wearing it because they feel like they're going to die. Um, it becomes this almost a sense of immortality that if they are too far away from it, they feel like they become vulnerable. Uh, it just seems to be the nature of the armor. So there are, however, possibilities for selling it. A syndicate would probably kill for something like this. They'd you know tear it apart, uh, refurbish it or whatever, make it look like something else so that one of their people could wear it. Uh, other space pirates, smugglers, people that really don't give two shits about the Order of the Priam might be fine with it. But uh, yeah, so... You're looking at about a million burr on the price tag. Probably not going to get that much. <laughs> just because, you know, they're not, nobody's going to give you full price for something this hot. Could I, could Rebus, <laughs> like, sell it in parts, basically? Like, part no, it out? No, it won't function in parts. Yeah. What could we expect to get for it on the open market? I mean, like, 20% for something super hot, or... Oh, uh, that is a good question. Does this guy have any interest in it? <laughs> <laughs> no. Notice you had some problems pushing that box in there. You know, if you had a set of this animate armor. Right. Can I run any sort of diagnostic on it? Uh, In order to try what? Try to figure out if it's in keyed already? That or its condition, yeah. Uh, the condition looks brand spanking new. Okay. Yeah, it's like flawless. How hard would it be to see if it was bonded to someone else? Uh, you'd need to try to hack into it and see if you know, see if the internal memory or whatever has any biocoding to it. Mm. You want to try to do that? Mm, take a little peek. All right. Yeah, it, that's another thing. Bowl, yeah. If it is biocoded to someone already, the value of it drops dramatically. Yeah. It becomes more of a let's take it apart and see how it works sort of thing, rather than can we use this sort of thing. One success. All right. It takes you a minute, uh, but you key in, and it appears to be sort of like fresh off the, you know, fresh out of the store. Whoever this person was that stole it, and this person whose voice recordings are on this tag that you have, probably planned on bonding to it later. Could we keep it and have one of us bond to it? You could. Um, <laughs> you would then be without any money. <laughs> And if anybody saw you, it could cause serious problems. So that's your choice. It is a very powerful powerful piece of armor. And again, there are the sort of mental uh, mm. health issues that go along with wearing it. 
Super June. Super June. Well, I have nine mind points, so I can handle it. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> let's get rid of it. I mean, what do you guys want to do? Try to sell it to the syndicate? Yeah, I think we should sell it. It's a lot of money. I think I think we should sell it, but, um, you know, I wouldn't be the one wearing it, so. Yeah, I mean, I'm here to try to get money for my kids. I don't care about no Iron Man armor. That's something my kids read about <laughs> in comic books. I'm here for real world stuff, like cancer medicine. And yeah. food on tables. You know, and our, you know, 850-odd thousand bird debt yeah. to uh, the shipyard. I say we sell this idiot the box <laughs> and then take the armor. Excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm whispering to them. You can't hear me, old man. You couldn't even push a box in a hole. <laughs> I got sharp ears. <laughs> but I will take the box as payment and give you a replacement box to move it around in. Uh, Okay. I mean, it's going to be easy to get back on this ship. Uh, that box is like 40000 per, wasn't it? Yeah, it's a great yeah. payment. It's a deal. Done, right? What? Well, we're only saving 2000 right? Because isn't his like minimum 2000 No, so no, he keeps... 2000 up front, which he would return to you in exchange, and he gets, <clears throat> he keeps the crate because it's a nice crate, and he can probably resell it after <clears throat> he, you know... Removes any oh, I guess that's true. Like, that's the percentage off of what the armor would be. Okay, mm-hmm. I forgot about that. Yep. Yeah, I mean thirty three percent of a mill or whatever. Even if it's mm-hmm. we negotiate to like leave this here for a while until we load it, like get a seller. How big? How big is the armor? Because we're not going mean, to be able to bring it back and like get out of here to sell it while they're still searching. Yeah, and you also you your best bet to sell this. Um, would be probably to go to Algol. That's where you're going to find actual powerful syndicate presence and the people that, and with enough money to do possibly do something about this. Here on Astric, uh, on Yastapol, the syndicate presence is there, but it's more like you're dealing with sort of like uh, middle management at the most. You're not going to get as much of a price for it. So, I mean, you could sell it here quickly. You reckon you get about probably might get 10% what of its if- worth. What if we leave it there, go to Yastapul, and then have them... Like, you mean go their... to Algol? Algol, yeah. Go to Algol, speak this... with them, and then have one of their syndicate people pick it up there. I doubt this guy's going to want to keep it. So, uh, Well, they're probably going to want to see it before they give mm-hmm. you any sort of payment. <laughs> but again, yeah, the more you move it around, the more trouble you're likely to yeah. get into. Um, so the, I mean, it's can... either we're going to take it, we're going to leave, and like... There's going to be some sort of way to track that. I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure about that, but whatever you want to do. So you want to you want to stash the armor on the planet here. Go find a buyer off planet. Either that, or wait a little while, like with it stashed here, and then take it. How hard would it be to rent a space on? My assumption is this guy is not going to want to store this million dollar mm, armor in his absolutely place. not yeah. <laughs> so um but he said he would give us a box to transport it in yeah he'll even give you a, a box that'll uh, mask any signal like well, when people try could... to scan it it'll give them a false signal okay not oh. as fancy Maybe as the box could... you have and you know that it... electronic okay, lock on it will be a lot easier to hack what but... will it what would it cost us to rent some sort of storage on planet for a while or or like a place to i mean the, how secure is our smugglers were the legionnaires searching it helps, uh, the smuggler stash helps with people, like, doing a physical search of the ship. 
Mm, if we can get it on the ship, so we can put it in the our stash and GTFOH. Were they were they searching? Well, we still have in, to wait a while. Going into the port and out of the port, or just uh, uh, out of cargo the port? leaving the port. So, but they were not letting ships leave the port either. Uh, yeah, not until they had been cleared. I say we just wait here until it's cleared, and then we move back to the ship, and then get the fuck out of here. Maybe send somebody back to the ship and see if they're still searching it. So you mm, can just. Call oh yeah, we could just Tom. call fucking Walter and see if Walter, they're still searching Tom, the fucking wake up Jinx yeah, yeah. and then go have her bug yeah. them. Whoa. Walter, have they have they searched the ship? Are they searching the ship? Uh, yeah, they came up, uh, asked where the cargo was. I told them that it had been moved out already, and uh, they looked around, didn't find what they were looking for. Apparently, are they still in the area? Are they letting ships get in and out now, or are they still blocked off? Uh, looks like they're finishing up. Uh, they seem to be a bit frustrated. A couple, I saw a couple of priest fellas show up too and was talking to them. They didn't seem too happy about sit- whatever situation's happening here. But it looks like they're clearing out soon. Well, let us know when the coast is clear and we'll start heading back your way then, yeah? Will do. How many can fit on the graph craft? How many people? So like a truck with like four seats or? Yeah, I imagine four of you can okay. fit on there. It's a tight squeeze. You can sit on my lap. <laughs> oh my I gotcha. guess I could ride on top of the box, too. Right. Well, how are we bringing the box in? And like, cause like they might check our, our graph craft. They weren't checking ships. Go- they weren't checking packages going into the port. Yeah, right? we it should was- be clear going back, right? Seems that way. <laughs> seems that way. See? It seems that way. I mean, this- I'm open to other when ideas. When we get near, we can do a little spot check. I don't know. I'm open to other Let's ideas. Hit it. I mean, wouldn't they be looking for that box, that big fancy box we left with? Yeah, uh, you think so? Yeah, they're not looking for our little box. They're looking for that big fancy one. Damn, I keep doing your I know. It's fun. <laughs> let's get the hell out of here. Yeah. Well, let's wait for Walter to say the coast is clear, and then let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. I mean, we're an hour away. I mean, still, don't you want to be all cleared out before well, we start? No, on the hover, on the hovercraft, um, it's only like twenty minutes. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, let's wait for Walter. Yeah, to, you know, I, I drink more mystery before, liquid. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I play Candy Crush. <laughs> I play Candy Crush my watch and wait for Walter to come back. I play that Minesweeper game on your computer. <laughs> no. <laughs> Somebody help um, me move this armor to the other box. <laughs> I'm assuming that uh, June would have told me about those audio files on this chip thing. Is there a way that I can extract the audio files from the transactor? You can make copies of them, yeah. That way we don't have to have that one with the tracker on it. Yeah, why don't you guys like read the transcripts well, while the we're tracker, sitting here? Isn't it disabled? Yeah, he disabled the tracker. Okay. But the, but it's, I think the USB drive just, is still... It has the symbol on it. Yeah, so it has a big old... Yeah, you want to move that to something mm-hmm. more clandestine? Yeah, I know we can destroy the, the old tag. Can we start reading like the transcripts of the audio logs while we're sitting here? Um, I mean, you would need like a computer to have it convert the <sighs> audio into text. Could we just listen, Can we just to, listen to it? Yeah. Audio logs while we sit here. Okay, yeah. I'll listen to him. I'll have it transferred to my transactor. I mean, that's a little bit dicey, but whatever. I don't have any, like, spare chips on me right now. Uh, yeah, so you you sit there for a little while, and you manage to get through a few of them before Walter finally calls you up and tells you the coast is clear. They're just, like, they're logs from this individual, some guy who, in a manner echoing uh, Jun's own experiences, has just became disenchanted. Mm-hmm. And he talks about being promoted to this elite 
faction and getting, you know, his right of battle. And at the same time that he sort of discovered that he doesn't want to be a part of this group anymore. And basically the reason that he even got promoted was the exact same reason why he started doubting. You know, he participated in some sort of horrible events that he doesn't really go into detail. And you just talked about, I, you know, we'll see how far I get. I'm going to take myself to the end of the third horizon and just it'll be me and my armor and I will live there and and hopefully they will forget about me kind of stuff. Hmm. Do I recognize a voice at all? Um, no. It just appears to be some young legion or young uh, order the prior member who made his way through the ranks, but not a not a member of your particular group. You know, the angels of mercy. <laughs> Ooh, sounds hot. It's not Sephiroth. <laughs> <laughs> You're a member of uh, what is it called? What's the Apple. Shinra? Shinra, yeah, <laughs> a Shinra soldier. I'll make sure that them audio files are encrypted on the transactor. Okie dokie. Eventually, Walter gives you a call. You head back, and uh, everybody's appeared to have cleared off. And so you can kind of just drive up and put the crate. You have to, like, register it uh, with the cargo, which, you know, what's leaving, and write, you know, some bullshit on the manifest or whatever. Yeah, but you managed to get the crate back on the ship. And uh, I think that's where we're going to end it for tonight. Well, you guys get a full week to decide what you're going to do with it. You're gonna, I mean, you have a syndicate contact who you owe a lot of money to. Might be able to get a chunk of that off. Uh, you are pirates, so you know plenty of pirates. And there are plenty of pirates who think they're badass enough to wear it. Although you might not get the best price from them. Also, I don't think we want any gangster rival pirates. Like having we're not, a, we have a super suit like, arm, that we would arm, have to eventually... Nemesis. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if we could exchange it for, like, a huge portion off our ship price, that would be nice. Yeah. Save some cash. Save some cash. <laughs> you gotta have some cash. We're, we're, t- we're cutting close on ra- uh, running okay. on a deficit. Yeah. Yeah, and at, at this point, you should probably take the money you made and subtract any expenses that you had incurred that I asked you to sort of write down. So. All right. You can take care of all of that, whatever. Uh, so, yeah. You got some options. You can always ask me questions over the course of the next week if you come up with other ideas on where you might want to dump it. And since we finished two games, you're all going to get a level up, basically, or an upgrade or whatever the hell it's called in this game. Upgrade. Remember. And that can be plus one to any of your skills, not to any of your attributes. Those stay stay the same pretty much forever. Or you can pick up a new talent. So that is up to you. Getting more Jedi powers. <laughs> so, uh, I have been Jason. I have been the Game Master. Uh, I've been Sam, and I've been Rebus McClintock. Mazzoli, I've been playing Zulfikar. Soy Stevie, and I've been uh, Jun. And I've been Jordy, playing Jafar Telei, the dumbass accent. <laughs> hey, thank you for listening, and... Um... We'll have more for you in the near future. Baby, 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 baby.
So how was everybody's week? Jason, you saw us like all goddamn week. Yeah. You know, how <laughs> you literally you saw it. <laughs> Ask Sam. That's more huh? interesting. I still haven't seen Sam ice skate, but I have seen him roller skate, and it's not great. It's tragic. Mm-hmm. And I bet rollerblades are a lot better, but him on four wheels, well, technically eight, is That's not a thing. Not good. Are we going to meet Marco? They're uh, going to meet Marco. Marco. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. Don't you know that, Rebus? I steal my accent. Uh, oh, I got a I joke. I got a joke. Door. I got a joke. I got a joke. Ooh, I'm ready. <clears throat> Anal with my girlfriend makes my whole day, but it makes her whole week. Jordan has blown hundreds of dollars on headphones and still does not have a working pair. We have, like, a headphone he graveyard. Just... He has murdered, like, at least eight pairs of gaming headsets. Pump the fucking gain. Pump the fucking gain. I have a wad of like $10 bills. I literally have like $500 in $10 bills. <laughs> That's an expensive trip to the strip club. Yeah. Where's your change belt, ma'am? Why? Why is it so weird? 